something and the guy won and he's like oh let's go home let's go home oh that guy, <laughs> guy yeah. didn't speak english <laughs> he made sounds that <laughs> he made sounds that i've never heard before or <clears throat> since <clears throat> let's let's get him on the podcast yeah book it, get it, you <laughs> yeah, book it. Uh, oh go home go home go home go home <laughs> He's like as famous as the kid who laughed and then cried in the same thing with the reporter. Oh, you got it. That that guy's famous, but I don't know how Yoshihashi girl isn't more famous. There's this documentary from the G1 a couple of years ago. I mean, go. I've got I've got the um the uh the meme and like the gif on Twitter. But they have they ask her who's your favorite wrestler, and she goes <laughs> Yoshihashi, and then she immediately starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's so perfect. It's she's like yeah Yoshihashi. <laughs> It's just, it's perfection. He's uh, trying. Is he really? He's trying. Ah, uh, uh, Yoshi. Ah, uh, yeah, Yoshi. Oh, Yoshi. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, but that He's is the equivalent. Like a little engine that couldn't, and you just wanted to. Actually, <laughs> couldn't. Yeah, that's an accurate description. I think I can't. I think I can't. I know I can't. <laughs> I know I can't. <laughs> I am Everyone the wind. Everyone knows I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I keep trying. If I continue to stay here. He's already dead. Yes. Oh. Even oh. his song hates him. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah, it doesn't know. Yeah. No. Uh, and he gives it the whole Ishii treatment. He waits yeah. for a while before he comes out. Yeah. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. <gasps> oh. Mm. Yeah. Mm. He's yeah. like he's the crazy. He gets the craziest reaction of yeah. all. Like no reaction. Yeah. And then reaction during the match. Yeah. It's amazing. And then it's like everyone's like, oh, fuck Yoshi. And then everyone's like, yeah, Yoshi. I think yeah, at the end of it, they forget who he is. Next yeah. time, yeah. all to be done go, again. Yoshi. Yeah. I think it's pity. <laughs> I think it's genuine pity. Like during <laughs> the match. Yeah. They're like, like oh, pity pops. Well, no, but this is this is his, this is his fire up bitch moment. Everyone's like, well, should we this time? Yo, all right, yeah, let's do it. Yo, she, yo, she. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the guy from was it like uh, was it not another team movie? He doesn't know when to start a clap. <laughs> it's like it's like that's Yoshihashi fans. He's not uh, quite sure when it's time. That reference gave me a convulsion. <laughs> I was just like, yes, I was yeah. <laughs> He needs his own like applause sign. Yeah, Yoshihashi in the studio audience. Yeah, Yoshi. That can be his new faction. Yoshi is performing in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh god. god. Who would have thought we'd just start a random podcast by burying Yoshihashi? Oh, it's great. Just when you thought we were done, it's time for fun. It's the G1 Climax, and just like climbing up a big bunch of stairs, it's hard, it's grueling. But when you get to the top of those stairs and you start going down, it's a bit more fun. Wee! My name is Red Williams, and I am joined by Chocolate Moose himself, Josh Crichton. Yes. And over yonder, Hello. beyond the fonder, it is the bearded one, Dr. Dave Pruden. <laughs> Take him off him. Okay. Um, why, why, why am I now Dr. Dave Pruden? You're only this week. It's an honorary. Yeah. Yeah. An honorary Last week yeah. I was Southern, Southern Hero, or Southern, what was it? Southern Show Superstar or something. Yeah. I'll take all of those names. I'll yeah. be like the David Star of this podcast, and yeah. just every every every, every thing you'll just have to introduce yeah. me to all my names. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the cream of the crop, all the yeah, all the monikers, mate, all it, of the monikers, Mr. Happy Hat, all the monikers. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like Friends. Yeah. 
and the great derailer himself, Red Williams. <laughs> yes. Speaking of throwing down a flight of stairs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, brown stairs. Yeah, that's right. And so I thought what we would do is just like have a topic and be like, just talk around the topic. Yoshi Hashi. No, it's not the topic. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I could, uh, I don't know if I could do, I don't know if I could muster enough really to get into the Yoshi Hashi. But, um, and it's a, as I said, even though you didn't see, uh, you haven't seen the um, All Elite show yet. No, but I can give commentary on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's Twitter in a nutshell there, really. No, no, no. Um, I'm like unfiltered. I have no idea what happened, but I can, I no, can talk no. around it. Yeah. No, I'm not uh, necessarily planning on talking about the show, but what a big part that came out of it was this incessant reference to wins and losses matter. They kept saying it over and over again to the point I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah. So anyway, I thought that would be an interesting topic to talk about is wins and losses matter in yep. professional wrestling wins and losses matter uh, because we're in the middle of G1 season we're starting G1 season you pin uh, a all, champion you get a all, shot all, yeah. all elites sort of proclaiming wins and losses matter and maybe just have a discussion around wins and losses in professional wrestling as, a, as a, just an idea for a show yeah and just start there and see what happens well it's good too because you guys grew up watching WCW when it still felt like wins and losses mattered uh, and I well, kind of watched the uh, Fed where yeah. <laughs> um, uh, 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 uh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> not so much. Uh, wins and losses, what? yeah. Do we have a like a clear definition from Tony Khan? Or I know he has talked about it, but do we do we know what that means for AEW yet? Because since they keep talking about it, have, is it clear? Uh, that's the thing. That's I had a just I put it up on Twitter last night, and it got a bit of reaction um, after watching the show. I just was talking about, and I'll get the tweet because it sort of got. I didn't want to keep shitting on Alex Marvez, but it just kept on happening, basically. Um, <laughs> or the robot that calls himself Alex Marvez, or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, but. Because his his role essentially is to bring a bit of legitimacy to that and sort of be like the insider or whatever. But and, wait, wait, who who? Because I don't know who is he. So he is an NFL reporter who was uh, he has a very close links to Dave Meltzer, and so I okay. have a feeling there's that Meltzer might have recommended him to them. Uh, he's been a long time. He used to start. He was a, he was a dirt sheet writer. He wrote in uh, like the Observer and all that sort of stuff back in the day. But he's gone yeah. on to be a, an NFL analyst and uh, voice there. Ah, so he's um, a Meltzer boy. I, he is a Meltzer guy. So I did put a tweet up, and and it's it's just it had a we people started to react and talk to it, uh, and I sort of just wrote that I I said, look, I'm a fan of AEW thus far, but if you have your commentators constantly tell us that these matches matter, that they mean something, but they are unable to explain what they mean, well, it only works to achieve the exact opposite of your intent. Mm. Uh, yeah. and I said like and it, it was a threat it was a threat and I said like why are you telling me this why are you repeating this is it because you want your matches to mean something and that is your long term plan which we know it is but currently you're treading booking water as you wait for TV it isn't me trying to shit on it it's just it's it's great that they are going to consider records etc but when you tell us that this person has a 2-0 and record and that means something my question is for what 
There's only one belt, so and so you have to situations where commentators are speculating as to who could also have a better claim to fight for that title belt before the first actual title match. I know they want to show they're different, but if you can't tell me why these matches are happening, don't cover by saying it's because wins and losses matter. I get that. Why? Am I grumpy tweeting? I don't know. I'm definitely realizing how important title belts are when you have a sports-based pro wrestling presentation. And I said, thread qualifiers. This is more a criticism criticism of AEW commentary than the booking. Just ignore the stats until such time as they're relevant. If you bring them up, you're just going to talk yourself into a corner. That's so, a lot to fit into 280 characters. That was, a, that was a bunch. That was a thread, mate, on Twitter. It was about seven <laughs> tweets. And uh, uh, and then it, it got a bunch of... It got some people and uh, people are trying to get... but. So how many times do you reckon he mentioned it? Because I haven't seen it yet. But obviously... JR it, it, mentions it. This JR's the biggest offender of wins and losses matter, pal. By God. But things like Kenny Omega hasn't got a win in this company yet. He's like, he's had, he's had one singles match and yeah. he won the, the trios match. So what are we saying? He's 0-1 and he needs to get back? Like, if like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to... I get what they're getting at and I understand yeah. what they're trying to build. But wins and losses matter doesn't mean we have a record and we keep your scorecard next to every single match. If we do that, you're going to get yourself in all sorts of trouble. Mm. So as Dave mentioned, we need some bit of clarity around that. And I don't know whether it's the commentators. I think what I felt it was, was that we're putting on shows and we're putting on great spectacle sort of spot fest matches. But we don't really have a reason to book them the way we're booking them. We're just booking them because we want to put on good matches so far because we haven't got to TV yet. And so it's like they haven't got any sort of reason. They haven't sort of booked any story to them. So they're just like, well, because it's important to win, you got to get momentum and get wins and losses. But for what? Mm. You know, like that's the – and they're trying to talk around it to figure it out. And it's like you haven't quite figured out exactly what you're trying to present yet. And it, and in, re, in pro wrestling, wins and losses matter. If you build your promotion around that, it's like... And let the fans come to the gradual realization that, hey, this guy's won a lot, and then the fans are then rewarded by seeing that person get put into a main event spot. Yeah, if wins... Like, yeah. it means logical booking, for sure. Yeah. Like, like Hangman, for instance, the trouble is when you say wins and losses matter, it also means that Hangman's not going to lose. Like, yeah. you know, like... So, it's a... it's There's some trickiness around how you do it, and it feels like there's a bit of growing pains if wins and losses matter... Then in the modern age of pro wrestling, it's really hard if you've only had two or three matches to make those two or three things significant. It's just something that we would need to consider in six months' time. And that's what I was saying. I wasn't shitting on the promotion. Do you think it comes down to them not just not really being fucking clear how they matter just yet? No, I like how many be. titles they want to have. What they, whether they want to have like whether they want to split up into divisions. Um, who yeah, are the heels? Who are the faces? Yeah, I think and two. Like, if you're gonna have wins and wins matter, then you're gonna have to have some kind of ranking system. Um, oh, the oh the WCW reference is coming back. Well, oh my God, the power. Rankings. You would, would, you would, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you have to have some kind of yeah. so that you so that you know, like if because you might you might be an undercard like a lower card guy. But you might reel off six wins in a row in the lower card. Yeah. But a guy in the main event scene might be three and two, but he's way more over and he's in the main event scene. So mm. do you need to split it into divisions and you have uh, like ranking within those divisions? Like you'd kind of need to be clear about what 
what all that means because it's fair enough saying yeah wins and losses matter but as you said like why why do they matter then you've got to how do you how do you be clear about why they matter without doing like creating some sort of system like that mm. well i think new japan plays so well at that one and why so many fans graduate gra- gra- gravitated towards that from say the american counterparts because wins and losses do matter so tremendously where like you said before we're watching the g1 right now in the g1 you pin the champion that usually means you get a fight against the champion unless you're yano um so the th- justice for yano justice for yano but it's for me when i hear about the whole wins and losses thing particularly from the commentary team it makes me think about one of the first things that aew set out to do and that was how they wanted to be completely different to the WWE mm. and stand for everything against them. And one of my fears about hearing this is they're so hardcore on trying to be not like, you know, be American wrestling, but the anti-WWE is that that's one of the gripes fans said. Wins and losses matter. How can can you make wins and losses matter? So hearing the commentary team continuously say that over and over and over kind of um, oh, d- dampens the effect as, as I was saying before, let the fans come to that assumption, yeah. not be told about show that assumption. Not, show not tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're right. If if you keep hitting me over the head with wins or losses matter, I'm going to start asking questions. Mm. Like why, how, when, who, for what, for where. It's, it's to me, it's, it, but it, it I, here's the thing. It's not, a, I don't necessarily think it's a criticism of the promotion's vision as it was. I think the commentators didn't have anything to say. Yeah. And that was a, bigger issue like i'm not kidding jr doesn't know who he's talking about it's getting sad now yeah it's getting yeah. to the point of like it's he doesn't either he whether he's researching it's not sticking in or it's, something's happening he doesn't know who he's watching and yeah and he's kind of just whenever he tries to put down like any kind of color on a move or a character or anything like that it just comes out super clunky yeah, well, he was saying on the Stone Cold podcast that the last time out for Double or Nothing, it took them about halfway into the show before he felt like they started breaching their groove. Um, it's pretty clear. Who the wrestlers or him? Jr. Jr. and the commentary team. He was yeah. saying, you know, the, what what can they do to get better? He was talking about to get better and stuff, and he felt like you know it took them about halfway through to sort of get into their rhythm. But I mean, I, I haven't seen. Um, fight it, for the this fallen. Is, this is the worst performance they've had so far. Last time was the worst performance, so we're we just getting lower. This is a bad one. This is a bad one. This is a bad right. one. It got. We had the point. Uh, you haven't seen it yet in the main event, but Alex Marvez had the line. It's testament to how good these performances are that the fans haven't left yet. Um, <laughs> he said that came out of his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, yeah, there's a few oh. stickers. Like oh. I don't remember any off the top of my head. But no, there but there are lines where there are lines where they just they. It's not you're not and I. It, here's the thing, and this is what I'm trying to get to. When wins and losses mean something, you have stories to tell from you know the the, the story of this match, and you can put on a Kenny Omega team match and be like, this is just a great professional wrestling match. Mm. What is the story being told? Like where, where, what are they going to do coming out of that? And like uh, the Hangman Page Kip Sabian match that happened. Now this is where wins and losses become a, a booking sort of a, a pardon the pun a noose right around their neck. Is that Hangman is going into a match with Jericho, so you know going in like it's a, it's a pretty much just a tune up match. It's a, it's it is got that feeling like the dud match, right? Because mm. if wins and losses matter, then if he beat him, then he Kip Sabian would be in the line for a title shot. Obviously, if if 
Hangman would go on to win. Then you, you're not going to obviously book him to beat him, whatever. But then Kip Sabian, who's got no build from anywhere, he's just sort of been picked as like, oh, he, he'll put on a good match or whatever, and he's come in. So there's not really any story for why they're actually sort of having the match. They just sort of said, we're going to have it. And then that match went nearly 20 minutes, nearly went to a time. It was, the, and it showed Hangman having to fight really hard to get to that point. And it, like, it's like the audience is not invested because they know wins and losses matter. So they know that Hangman's not losing to Kip Sabian. Mm. So there's no threat of that. They don't, they don't build to a spot where it's Hangman's been telegraphed ever, pretty far away. Yeah. And that can happen. That happens all the time. But, this is the thing where it's like if you establish, I'm keeps going back to it. If you establish that we've got a booking formula and there's no worries, things being predictable. But what are you actually like? What are, what is your intent with these shows? I think maybe their intent is just to get a feel for how to do production. Yeah. But the yeah. the, the danger is that look at where Hangman is right now. This time last year he was in the G1 and look at where he is now, and he just doesn't have. Like he's meant to be their big next star. Doesn't feel like he has that heat behind him. He's as cold yeah. as. He's as cold mm. as. Like that's. I mean, like I can remember. Was it um, uh, all in when him and Joey Janela? I was like, he was a fucking star. Yeah. And then it's like last night. Like you know, uh, I would have been like this time last year keen to just watch the pay per view just to see Hangman wrestle. And then last night I got to a point where I was like, no, I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You get well. To there hasn't have they had. They haven't had too many opportunities for Hangman to get on the mic either. There's not a lot of mic work going on. So you, because you're not doing weekly TV at the moment no. to build up a lot of these storylines, and then they're not doing a lot of mic stuff during shows. It's hard to. It's getting hard to to kind of connect. And yeah. has he, he hasn't featured on any of the um, like the pre-show Cody vignette. He got one, he got one little promo on this thing, but. Um... At the the last vignette thing, but oh, no, yeah. nothing, nothing substantial. So, do wins only matter on pay per views? Like well, if, they'll, if they'll the TV mean, show comes out, like well, well it's going to be yeah. They're going to have to wins yeah. and losses are going to have to matter in everything. I think it's, wins and losses matter to me is just code for logical booking. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's that's yeah. just what it means. But you can do yeah, it in it, a way. It's like from a fan perspective, they'd be looking at it, if you're wanting it again, not to be like WWE. You just want don't want guys who are booked like shit. To suddenly win be the title, fighting for the mm. title, like you don't want a gender, um, you're on a gender, gender situation, a gender situation, yeah. Or and you also don't want a guy who they've been building up for three months suddenly become nothing, bottom of the mid card either, you know. I love Finn Balor, and and that's but that is that is what that means. But the issue that I'm having is is that they're saying wins and losses matter. So let's say okay, logically, wins and losses just means logical. Book, logical booking, old school logical booking, like uh, very simple. If you beat somebody, you've you've you elevated that person gets lowered a little bit, and they have to fight. And yeah. it's it just that's simple. But it seems like they've taken at least the commentary team on this last show took a literal interpretation of wins and losses matter, where we're going to keep a running tally of every like when you're saying this guy needs yeah. to get off the losing streak. He's zero and one. That's yeah. not a streak. Yeah. That, uh, that could be a result of um, like the Tony Khan talk around because he's a statistician he guy. Is. Yeah, he's a yes. stats guy. He's an analyst and guy. He's, and he's talked about um, bringing some form of stats into the game. So maybe maybe the commentary t- team isn't clear on on that, and that's what they've heard as well. Oh, we're doing some stats stuff. So is that a dangerous? 
like the concept of bringing statistics into professional wrestling is that not an inherently dangerous approach because well, uh, potentially it could be yeah it, it all depends on what kind of stats and how they apply them because i mean i grew up in the era as you said the power rankings like the era of stone cold like stunning steve austin being fifth on the power rankings back in the day when he was uh like the lower ranking champs would always be working up and they'd have like every champ was on that list and the power rankings was like pointless <laughs> it was basically just like all our champions and one person that's got a bit of upwards mobility would be chucked in there but if you're going to like a streak when done well makes sense, like Goldberg's streak, a streak is yeah. great, Shingo's streak, like mm. people winning. Like Shingo is probably the best example of recent wins and losses matter where it's like he hasn't been pinned or submitted. Or like the other night on the G1, they explained that, that uh, Okada hadn't tapped out since Nakamura since, did it. Yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, yeah, against Zack Sabre Jr. hadn't tapped out Which brings since a, Nakamura. a new element to their match coming But up. that is a statistic that you can bring up. The... You bring it up to build the the story of that match, but it's not like Okada is coming in here with a two hundred and twelve to seventy six. Like it, you don't need all of the stats; you have to be selective in what you pick. And yeah. like it's like because that's that's professional wrestling. That's at its core; it's a work. So you need to it's like you need to pick what stats suit the narrative you're going with. But if you put all the stats out on First Street. Well, now nothing means anything because you can just say, "Well, that's uh, that guy's like you can't put that person there because statistically, that it, like we if we start bringing the argument into wins and losses in professional wrestling as a arbiter of where they're going to go, you're going to book yourself into all sorts of oh, hundred percent. Especially if you look at a guy who um, say gets on a like a get the crowd suddenly gets behind you because of something he's doing, like a yes chant or fucking mm. something, and he gets super over, then the Normally, fan reaction, well, it should, in most cases, fan re- reaction should dictate push. Go with that guy, yeah. So mm. if, if that person has been on some kind of shitty <laughs> shitty run in the mid-card, but they suddenly get super over, and you can't justify pushing them up the card because their stats suck. Or it's going to take them, it's going to take them six months to get them to a point where their stats are good and, enough for them to and you might, you, Yeah, well, and this is a business of making money as well, so yeah. you might lose opportunities to make money. Yeah, I think they need to be super selective about the stats that they use. And I think maybe stats from a, uh, I don't know, some sort of analytics on moves or something like that maybe, but going too deep into like an MMA record... Yeah. Of wins and losses or whatever is yeah you're gonna you're gonna struggle with that. You could have streaks as a stat, like yeah. a guy's on a five five match win streak or whatever, yeah. or or he's lost the last three in a row, and that could be detrimental if he if he wants to. This might be his last shot at the yeah. fucking the, yeah, the junior keep title. Losing. Yep. he can't keep losing. He's gonna get himself out of title contention. I, I don't think it's yeah. a bad thing for commentators to mention, but obviously from the sounds of it, they just mentioned a lot. But I used to love when I was growing up reading the magazines and seeing where guys ranked or going onto the websites and seeing yeah, how many sure. matches they've won and who they last beat and all that kind of stuff. I think it's the fans themselves discovering that is what helps you guide yourself they, in finding your own boys they and still put They still put results in the Observer. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. And that's like also... Like our show results, you know? But yeah. I used to like a ranking thing in the odd wrestling magazine I'd pick up. But you know, even in legitimate combat sports, they don't stick by rankings. So <laughs> yeah. it's... A kind of a difficult one to make a uh, solid. Uh, I, just, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it without 
getting yourself in all sorts. It's a, it's a good concept if it's done right, but I think it just harps back to the whole thing of don't force something down our throat. If you're gonna if you're gonna make wins and losses count, then let us see those wins and losses count. Yeah, well, it, yeah it's like, uh, but again, I think as I said, I think wins and losses. I understand why because you're coming out of working with the Fed where they do fifty fifty booking, mm. so li- wins and losses literally don't matter because you win and then you lose. To both, they've done 50-50 booking for fifteen years now, where a win predicates a loss, which then predicates another win. So they just go back and forth in a circle of hell. Mm. Whereas they're trying to say, like, we're going to have mobility. Like, you win, you move up; you lose, you move down. Okay, that's that's basic professional wrestling booking, and I think that that's that is what I think the the code has always been in terms of when you say wins losses matters. I just mean, okay, I will win. If I win five matches in a row, that should be acknowledged that I've done that and that I'm going to be in this position. I should be challenging for a title yet. Or it hints at stuff. Like as professional wrestlers, yeah, yeah. like it hints at stuff. You know when someone's getting a bit of a run. Like, you know, like coming up to G1 or, or like the best example ever was coming up to the Super Juniors, best Super Juniors tournament this year in New Japan. Taka Michinoku started to get a few pinfalls in the, in the, um, the, the trios and stuff. And you're like, what's going on here? <laughs> like Taka's starting to get a couple of, Wins it's like, and then all of a sudden, Takamichinoku is now in the in the best of Super Juniors. Like, oh well, that's why he was. They were heating him up a little bit, letting him get a couple of fours. So they it establishes that okay, there is an internal logic here yep. that we're not going to put him in. And I have to like in the G one, they've had to justify Farley. You've heard the commentators constantly justify. Well, he only got six points last year. It's like, well, he didn't actually get pinned or lost. He was DQ'd, and his average point total over the last five years is ten points. So he's he's it was a down year, but we're going to give him one more chance. See, that's where stats can you have to use them in a way where to it's justify, not, yeah. Because in that system, in a kayfabe system, wins and losses <laughs> have meaning, and that's why they can say to a guy that's coming out like. But even in that system, a guy like Kenta and a guy like Moxley can still be brought in because they have star power. It's just like the UFC. Like, Uriah Faber might get a title shot now. Like, (laughs) because he's a star and he's just had one good performance, good enough, in you go. And that's okay in legitimate sports. And it's okay to have that in in AEW. Doing that is not the same as booking Jinder to win the title out of nowhere. But it's about how you create the infrastructure and the logic around that to allow you to do a, to, to essentially push someone out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, because that's because you because you, you need someone to boo. Well, you, you need you need someone there for this small amount of time till someone comes back. Well, no, more that you just need. Sometimes you need. Sometimes a guy gets over. Yeah. Sometimes a guy gets over, and if as Dave said, if a guy gets over organically and he's been losing, you can't just say, "Oh well." We're gonna to have to. I'm sorry, but you're mm. you're stuck in this position because I can imagine some pretty upset wrestlers when they get told wins and losses matter. Oh, by the way, you're gonna lose a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so. Keep cheering, <laughs> keep cheering. Buy the merch, buy the merch. But, he, ain't, he ain't getting shit. What, but I'm saying, as a wrestler, that's a tricky proposition to be put in. That's mm. why 50-50 booking has gotten people to a position where they're able to be like at least comfortable because they know that well, I'm not gonna to get too high, but I'm not gonna to get too low either. You know? Um, yeah. Whereas in New Japan, you could get a David Boy Smith Jr. situation where he's like, I don't believe I should be in this spot because I'm being booked lower than I think I believe I should be. And in that case, they just say, well, get the fuck out. That's basically, that's that's simple. Yeah. Like, you're given a role and you, you've got a place on the card and either you chase Owens that shit or you get out, you know? And I think that the idea is that you, if you get yourself organically over, well, then we'll start putting some stuff behind you. If you don't, we won't. 
And yeah. so it's hard. I'm just interested to see when that's the mentality that they're, they're saying they're going to implement. How does the big baby face promotion do that? You know, yeah. what I mean? because yeah. everywhere everyone's happy and everything's great and there's everything's it's amazing. Nothing can go wrong. The woke promotion. How do they do it in a way that doesn't piss off part of their roster? Because if wins and losses matter, someone's got to lose. Well, they've already had an issue with it with Pac. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, the bastard said no. And they had to realize that they had to, he had to lose at some point. And he was like, not while I'm champion, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think there's something really interesting, something really interesting in that where it's... I just... I just I'm just not sure that you can have a promotion that be so upfront about it. I think, as you said, Red, just let them do it. But I think that they know, and this is what I'm saying, I think they're treading water because they know they're going to get to it, but they can't show you it all up front. They're like, yeah. trust us, we're gonna, we're yeah. not going to be like the Fed. Trust us, <laughs> yeah. trust us. Yeah. But they, they can't show you yet because they haven't enough time to build up that investment. It's not until they get to TV that we can make an accurate assessment. But I'm just a little concerned when, when commentators constantly tell us. It's, it's like during dinner saying to your date, just stick around, I'm really good at sex. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you keep saying little, it... Little I'm does starting, she know, no, I'm not. Yeah, it's like, it's, if you keep saying it, it, it makes me inclined to think that I'm you're not. I'm really good at sex. I'm so good. I'm so good at sex. I'm so good. By God, I'm good at sex. I just say, like, stay for the chocolate mousse, really. And then, and then hopefully we can just... Uh, what the fuck are you doing in the bed? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, what, that's what they call me. <laughs> Don't you know that's what they call me, the chocolate mousse. I thought you meant Jesus. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, <laughs> there will be a second coming. Well, I, I think that, I think that it's just early times right now, and and I think the it guys, well, the guys behind AEW, Tony Khan, and everyone, this they are just said treading water. They're seeing what works and what doesn't, and I would be very very surprised if next pay per view. We kept hearing these wins and losses matter by gold. I think, I, Fred, I'm not willing to put anything past the commentary team. I'm telling you right yeah. now, the, the robot he, serial killer that is Alex Marvez. I'm not sure. The man's yeah, faint. I, I gotta hear this. The the three of them look real awkward sitting next to each other too. They're just like Excalibur's like, oh, fuck, what am I doing here with these two odd geriatric fools? <laughs> it's not. It's one thing Excalibur is doing is getting himself over as like. It's like the legit one. It's knowing shit. It's knowing shit. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, and the amount of times I have to hear poor old um, Excalibur go, well, I have to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> the amount of times he just, it's like, oh my God, son. It was, look, it, other than like, and then we got to get, like, if you didn't think the commentary was bad enough, we got to see the, uh, the, the closed captions of said commentary. So we got a oh, real good yeah. sense oh. of what was Do happening. You wonder, he had a doozy at one point where he was fucking. He's just shit on someone really badly. I, I think it was Chima. He, he had no idea who he was, and he's like, "This this match is actually better than I thought it should be." <laughs> what was it? Um, was it Jr. and Matt Striker at Wrestle Kingdom, where it literally was just Jr. Uh, just fucking everyone's name up the entire night. Yeah, yeah. New it? Japan JR has been an issue, and and we all thought he would get better because he just didn't like that style of wrestling. And he back in the Americas and just doing. Well, he was what in he, Ameri- does. he was in America doing it for access, yeah. and like he just he just didn't know. And we were just like, oh well, he's probably just not putting a, a big amount of effort into that. Whereas when he came, I mean, 
like there's things like in the in the main event oh not in the main event i don't know which one was the, the tag match where the referee double counted he counted both guys down and jr just went in on it and was like i guess we i guess we're doing that now here i guess we're doing that now you no, know do you remember jr yeah. what, what, where was it? it was it was i think it was new japan and when jr's like well this young guy's got a great persona I was like, yeah. He just, he like, this guy's got a good persona. No, I he like called, it. He called, he called, that, was, that was Jay White. That was Jay White, yeah. That was okay. this year, Jay yeah, White. Okay. That's right. That's his TV persona. TV, TV persona. persona, that's it. TV yeah. persona. Oh. It was It was up there. Uh, I have. I actually, just so you know, I was live tweeting some of the quotes. Uh, oh, sweet. In case you, please, please, uh, rain them down on me. Uh, but I oh, know there, there, was one, there was one that I was, uh, this company, we don't have much patience in this company. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah. What? That is a. <laughs> that was third show in. Um. Don't say that, Jr. Uh. Yeah. Oh, the, the booking committee is a little bit, you know. <laughs> well, the, the the other thing is they put themselves in the corner. So there's some great stuff, like Alex Marvez's line about Chima, and he's like, he's the 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 Greek writing on his arms. It's Greek for his wife and his daughter, and they're like, oh, that's great. What's yeah. their names? I didn't get that far. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what they are, but I know it's for them. I have to practice my Greek. Yeah, it's like, oh my Emily gosh, shit. it was just like you just you're just talking shit, and so you get this position where it's like, as I said, you've got these guys that are just, it's 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 what we've been talking about for a while, and it's like you realize, and I, and I put that in the tweet regarding like having discussions around around the concept of you know the wins and the losses and title belts and like. Rome wasn't built in a day. Like you, you really have to building a promotion and getting legitimacy around your performances and outcomes is really hard. Like it doesn't just stay. Well, we're just going to start wins and losses matter now, and we're just going to keep a record. I don't think wins and losses is just keeping account of. It's actually, mm. it's talks deeper to an understanding around booking that is actually really sports based and understanding how you're a scripting a sport. That's what you're doing. You're scripting a sport and understanding how the best emotions are born from sport and being able to set up and design so you can get that. The best teams aren't always the ones that always win. They can come from underneath. They can do the what's currently happening and like as we thought would happen with uh, with a Naito or an Ibushi in, in the G1. Mm. Like, oh, they lost a, lost a couple of matches early. Oh, shit, they better get on their bike now. Mm. Like, that's very simple. And it sets them up to be like, okay, well, they, we're going to have to hope now. And, and maybe it's getting a bit like a Carter last year. It's like, oh, shit. What's yeah. that? Well, is he going to keep losing? Well, it's, it's the odd less is more mentality. You know, the less the less you overdo it, the better it's going to be naturally. And there's nothing more basic or simple to wrestling than storyline-wise than for he wins, he loses. Yeah, I'm just thinking more along the line. If you're a sporting team, like... You can win the you can win the championship from six in the playoffs, right? You can come from nowhere to do it, but you're scripting that, so you have to know how that's going to affect every component. So if you're going to book a guy strong, what if they lose? Like, if you have the famous like in a basketball analogy where that that year the Dallas came first and lost the Warriors the first year out, amazing story for the Warriors to beat that team, amazing story for that, but that really hurt Dallas. Same thing happens in wrestling. If you book a guy to be so strong, when if they lose. That loss has to mean something in a way that you're thinking about the not just for the eighth place team to win, but for the loss to actually not detrimentally hurt that person. It's very complicated, and you realize it here. Where if you just say, "Well, well in AEW, we're going to make sure that wins and losses matter," it has to be done in a way where it's like, "Okay, yes, but 
there are consequences in your booking. And so you're thinking about it more at the level of it's I'm, what I'm getting at is it's more than just saying it. And I think that the, the, the proof will be in the pudding and how they do it through TV. Cause I can't imagine how difficult that would have to be to have weekly television where you're tracking each individual performance to see how they're booking up and down. Like, I really, I, I think it's really hard. Like, I, I, like New Japan doesn't book, doesn't do a weekly TV show. Mm. So how do you, how do you navigate it? That's that's all I'm getting at. Is I just was, I, I was going in saying I think they're going to have a great, I think AEW is going to put in a great uh, alternative brand to what it is that WWE is. And now I'm starting to watch it and thinking I don't know if they have yet figured out what their alternative brand actually is. Well, culture yeah. culture brings prestige, and AEW doesn't have much of a culture yet, whereas. New Japan does. So you know with the storyline of the G1. You know how much wins mean. Leading, going forward towards Wrestle Kingdom. A guy beats a champion, he gets a shot somewhere. AEW, they're just getting their grounds. They'll figure it all out as they're going along. But if they keep it up, man, they'll start losing viewers left, right, and center. How often are they going to do pay-per-views? Do we know? No. We don't know that. We don't know the the pay-per-view schedule yet. They've announced they will do that. We don't know their TV towns yet. They don't know necessarily their touring schedule. They, they said they're going to release it pretty soon, but they Tony Khan did an interview afterwards talking about it. Um, but they're not—they're not sure. That's the question. They're not quite sure. Hmm. What if they did? Um, if you wanted to make, but they're going to win- have four. I think they're going to have four. What if you to make wins and losses matter? What about if you're in the lead up to all your pay per views to find out your number one contenders? You do like tournaments. I think they're going to. I think the tag. They're going to do a tag team tournament. To decide yeah, it seems the, that way. That's the idea. Um, yeah. Tournament wrestling makes sense. It's the easiest way to prove wins and losses matter. Um, I also think that it's so fascinating to see. I think people underestimate the not underestimate it, but they just don't think about it very much. The complication, how complicated booking, like G one style tournaments or Super Junior tournaments are. Yeah. In terms of they're really like I, it's there's an art form to that. That's months in advance. Yeah, and knowing how you're gonna do it, and mm. there's there's no room for it, issue, no yeah. room for injury, no room for there's just no room for it has to go a certain way, um, and when shit happens, like Flip Gordon doesn't realize he has to have a visa, um, you have to figure <laughs> out ways to like restructure those sorts of things, and I can't imagine the stress of like trying to book that, like, but yet. Yeah, the booking tells you, like the best Super Juniors tournament tells you, Osprey versus Shingo is happening. You know yeah. it two or three nights into the thing. You're like, it's happening. You can see it coming. Hmm. Be and a good it takes way to you give, on a ride to get there, you know? Be a good way to uh, lesser the schedule on guys so you don't have to be on TV each week. If you had yeah. different, like leading into, leading into pay-per-views, you had uh, tournament matches. Say say there's a pay-per-view in, if you're doing them every three months mm-hmm. there's a pay-per-view in three months where we determine the tag match yep. um champions yeah, not or, a bad title idea. Match yeah. or whatever and then so over that three months you do like a tournament but yeah and you have singles matches that'd be that'd be that'd be very similar if you think about it to new japan sort of touring schedule where you have the super juniors in the beginning before dominion where yep. they sort of take over, and that tournament leads up to that pay per view, and then you have your you have your other guys wrestling intermittently on those shows. Like they're the main yep. event of those shows will be different guys, but the tournament's what keeps the the be a the, great way to keep all your divisions relevant. It would, 
and would. highlight your entire roster. Because I, I get the feeling. Here's, here's my thing. I think AEW know what it is that's... Look, I think there's a reason why AEW and New Japan aren't going to get along. It's because New Japan is looking at AEW and realizing, are you just taking all of the stuff that we were doing? And like, <laughs> like are you just like pretending like it's you're, you're going to change the world by just putting an English accent to New Japan Pro Wrestling? Yeah. But... And I, they're looking at it from, and that's not the case necessarily. They're bringing other things into their into their yeah, show, I think, but I think they're going to combine the east and the west. Yes, they are. Um, that is their approach. It's clear that's what they're trying to do. But you get the sense that it's they learnt a lot of lessons from their time in in Japan, where it's like, this is what we think will get over in terms of uh, investment, in terms of crowd investment, uh, and but. I was just interested in the, the differences in the shows where you go a fighter fest to a uh, fight for the fallen. They were very different in terms of their presentation, mm. their style, everything about them. Yeah. Um, one felt like a Kenny show. One felt like a Cody show. And that's an interesting dynamic to, to figure out how they're going to get that balance right. And the singular voice of a new Japan is what allows them to be able to book with a coherence and a consistency of wins and losses matter. And you just think if you've got a lot of voices, you're going to have to get that. I think at the end of the day, Tony Khan will be the guy, but I'm just thinking, man, I just, I just keep thinking that there's, there's something in that where maybe that's it. Maybe that's how they do Maybe You could do that. They could all book their own shit, like their own thing they're into. If you did it in a tournament fashion, you could have Kenny and Brandy book the women's division leading to a women's pay-per-view. You could have the bucks book the tag division and Cody do all the main event single stuff. And then everyone sort of figure out what you want to do if you're going to have a junior, yep, juniors uh, division as well. Hey, look, sign me up. I love my tournaments. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought back their own version of King of the Ring or maybe a, a Tony Khan one. Yeah, yeah the K one. <laughs> the K one. I was about yeah. to say the K one. I think it's taken. Uh, but the, I would be fascinated. That that does make a lot of sense from a logic standpoint because we know it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we I, know. I, I, a tag, so you're saying you want a tag league, a heavyweight yep. tournament, and yeah. a junior tournament? Did someone say? I, did, did someone say I'm watching every week? I, I will watch every episode over and over. Yeah, but I, it but addresses saying, that too many chefs in the kitchen thing as well. Yeah, it, it does. I agree. Needs more tournaments. Yeah, maybe just maybe they just got to sign Gato. That's the last. That's the last <laughs> yeah. thing they need. Yeah. <laughs> Gato and Teddy Long. Yeah, because essentially that's. But that is if they bring that to the West, they bring that philosophy of, because that's how New Japan books everything. Mm. So, yeah, like, it wouldn't be hard to beat New Japan's Tag League. You could do that tomorrow. Like, mm. <laughs> it be hard. I think Gato does that, like, two two hours between, <laughs> like, his first and second shit of the day, really. Everyone from this year's G1 is going to end up in the Tag League. Yeah. Yeah. The Tag, the tag League is just going to be, oh, no, all, all that Tag League needs this year is Mox and Shota. That's all it needs. And oh, yeah. everyone will be watching. Those um, two are great. We'll, we'll get on to that. Uh, we'll though. get to it. But the, but that is an interesting approach, and that is probably the the way. To look at it. If you let those guys, I like that approach where it's like, and it may not have to be an explicit tournament. It can be a league, which you know, yeah, like yeah. A, a, like a league would probably work in that that format, that sort of round robin format. Three months. I mean, yeah. you could have yeah two or three matches for the tournament, and then a couple of other singles matches if you want to highlight new talent you've signed or. Well, just just whatever. exactly exactly like look at the best of Super Juniors final. Yeah. You had you had Mox and yeah, and Juice. You had yep, yeah. yeah. and you guys though, but you yeah. gave the juniors the the elevation 
but yeah. you had other guys like look there's a system that works and it's worked for a long time in japan i understand that the multi-man tags is probably not going to work although they have they seem to be trying that yeah they are there's um, been a lot of, yeah six mans where and, and you look at you look at on that show the on the fight for the fallen sean spears pinning darby allen that yeah. was a classic new japan story where i beat the guy that you couldn't beat in a six in a in a multi-man match yeah like, i like it I think six man, six man's sorry, six man matches work or multi wrestler tags, whatever you call them. Multi man um, trios. Work, I just call them trios, man. They work if there's some idea around why the three of them are tagging rather than just on the spot. Feel feels like on the spot booking. Yeah. It's, mm. Why is MJF and Sean Spears in the same team? Yeah, yeah, but I like I kind of liked that, that like because MJF is just so good and that dynamic between the three of them is amazing. Yes, MJF can't do wrong. But the logic was the logic was well the booking committee put it together. That's what they and said. Sammy, Sammy getting the rubs nice as yeah, well. Yeah, mm. it's great. Yeah, but you're right though. When you have a, an investment in say a trio match, it does heighten the match a lot more. You look like if like if all the guys had some sort of rivalry with each other. It would bring some sort of fire. But I, I think, mean, it, I think it, what Dave's trying to get to is factions. Factions, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Factions. yeah. Factions I mean, like Roland, that, that's why it works in New Japan is because of the factions. Yeah. Well, man, you start doing tournaments and you have factions left, right, and center. You got <laughs> we, two dudes. You got just two turning dudes. AEW into New Japan <laughs> yes, Pro Wrestling. Yes, 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 you know, it's like their next baby. They need to start off with a series of tag matches, then enter what into the some sort of tournament. What happens? Oh yeah, yeah. They trial some shit, and then it'll get to TV, and they'll be like, "Right, we're just basically doing American New Japan." Yeah, yeah. You get you get the sense that that is because they know that bring back Tony Khan of the Ring. Yeah, that's I like it. I like it. It rolls off off the tongue. Yeah, Khan of the Ring. Khan of the Ring. Uh, Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised because the things that work, I get, I. And that's what makes me think like they wanted to work with New Japan, and now New, I, it's there's, the stories have been coming out that New if Japan you can't, are like if you can't, can't work with them, just be them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it sort of feels like. Or <laughs> it's like, and 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 look, that's okay. That, that's okay. It's like the wrestling version of the thing. But it is. It's a bit like yeah. Which one? Which one's giving off mist at this point? It's like we're. It's like uh, I'm trying to figure out. But you get that sense, like if you're trying to when you say wins and losses matter. You're saying logical booking matters, and who's the king of that logical booking? Everyone knows that New Japan's the way that they book is very, very low. It, it's easy to predict long-term outcomes, not necessarily how they get to them. Yeah. And that's a really that's what that's what that's the skill, that's the special source where it's able to be like it makes you watch each week because you're not necessarily sure how you're going to get to that point. And guys mm. get elevated, like we saw in the best of Super Juniors. Robbie Eagles was never going to win the best of Super Juniors. It was never going to happen. He wasn't going to win. But he did that tournament and got elevated to a level now where he's a, he's a star of that division, mm. and he but he like that's the the story because if it was just Shingo versus Osprey and we're going to just have that match because it's going to be great, that's what I'm trying to get at. We're seeing yeah. matches get booked that are great. Can we get to them in a better way yep. through TV that will be better long term? Well, you, you, you you play the, the the flip of the coin where if you look at if a guy keeps losing, you can get an organic swell of people going for that guy. And they get like this kind of like reverse push where people actually want to see this underdog, you know, win and get an actual win. Like, you know, how many times have you seen wrestlers like Crash Holly? Barry Horowitz. Crash Holly. A reverse 
push. I like that. A yeah. reverse push, yeah. Yeah, the pull. It's getting a pull. Well, I mean, we can, we can, we can, we can work on that term. Yeah, it's the what? That's the Fed push. The Fed push. The reverse push. The berry. But I mean, like you know, everyone loves an underdog. Everyone loves an underdog. So you know, if a guy starts losing as opposed to a guy keeps winning, and then at the same time, if a guy keeps winning, people can get over that too. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. That's my point for the show. I think we uh, <laughs> I think we covered that nicely. I don't know, I assume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's that's that's it. Tony Khan. Some sort of conclusion there. I, I like the conclusion there. To be New Japan. <laughs> if AEW wants to get over, it has to just be more like the thing that we like. When <laughs> <laughs> please be more like that's it and that's at the end of the day, that's gonna be AEW's biggest issue is that they've built themselves as being fan service central. And there's a yeah. lot of different diverse fans out there. And when you try to be all things to all people, it can be really tricky. And yeah. like it's and that's just where they're in that growing pain right now, where it's just like if you're a new Japan fan, you're like, Okay, well I wanna watch this to see the these guys that sort of are the big stars in New Japan that come across here and and you look at it and you go, Ooh, as a new Japan fan, you go, Ooh, Hangman Page is not that's not New Japan Hangman Page yet. Or even like a guy like Moxley, like, ooh, he's, he doesn't seem quite as hot as he is over there. I wonder yeah. why that is. Mm. And it, it has to be something to the, to the, 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 at this point, they're just sort of treading water. Once they get TV, I'm happy to give them more of a shot to see how they're going to create investment because they've got a lot of investment. The fans want to love this product. It's shooting yeah. fish in a barrel currently. Mm. You put anything out there and people are going, you put Jabali out there and people are like, oh, yeah, five stars in Tokyo Dome if you, you know, like, <laughs> You do, it, I, yeah, I do 100% agree with you. And you get the sense with these last two cards that they're like, right, let's iron out the kinks on these small shows so we can make all out fucking huge and super one of the best pay-per-views of all time and that can be our run into TV. Yep. Actually, Dave, they're now referred to an AEW as iron out the cans. Um, and actually, bizarrely enough, when you guys are talking about AEW becoming New Japan, all I could think about was Hiroki's Sunny Goto or their new character, Steve-O. Fair play, dudes. <laughs> <They're> start- <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> what about um Mikey Subaru? <laughs> um. I am the sand. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've, I, I, I don't know whether I'm saying uh, vaguely racist. Uh, it's a car names. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, so I got that. I got that. I got that one. Uh, yeah, I again. It's but that's that'll be interesting to follow as we go forward, man. It's just I just thought it was funny, like we title belts. I that was my big takeaway. Was like. I realize, you know, like title belts actually are pretty important. Like, yeah. if you have a sport, yeah. titles are really important. Like, winning a belt, like, because you have, and everyone has to be like, I want to be the best. Like, that's the funny part about this whole pro wrestling thing, isn't it? Like, we yeah. just give up and accept that this whole funny, scripted, fake thing is like inside the world when the bell goes, like, everything of the logic you just have to invest in and be 100%. And you just love when parts of your logic, everything, connects and it all lines up and so when someone says oh this thing will inhibit him like they talk like i love when they talk about wrestling like it's a real sport yeah and in real sports you have the the championship is the goal like i'm in it to be the best and the best of the best and it's so clear like currently the and i noticed it on the aw show was just they kept talking about like 
well, Kenny Omega or Chima, if Chima wins this match, he might have a rightful claim to the belt. It's like, that's the trouble when you've only had two shows and you make saying wins and losses matter. Yeah. Because now someone's got two. It's like, it's like, let the guys actually, like, well, Jericho's only got one win. Like, you yeah. know, like, it's this, it just become, and Hangman won a, a, a fucking job of Battle Royal. Like, so. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, That's the weird thing. When um, Jericho came out and cut a promo, I was like, why didn't he say, why didn't he say anything about Hangman? But he's got, he's got to build him up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I, I won, I beat Kenny Omega and you won, you won the job of <laughs> fucking El Royale with cheese. Yeah. <laughs> but he did, and, uh, he did, why he you, did why mention you it though. He did mention it though, talking about like you beat like, yeah, Michael Crapazow or whatever he said about the guy, and he <laughs> just like, Michael yeah, Michael or something. Yeah. yeah, oil, baby oil hour or whatever. But yeah, but the, and you're like, oh, that's a dangerous. Like it, that's where the logic, and so they had to give Hangman more wins. They put him in the form way, and they put him against Sabe just to to build him up. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to get to when I was sort of saying around like, okay, we need belts. It's clean. You need two, belts, and you need to build those belts up. Yeah. As a result of them throwing Hangman in to these sort of lower level matches, that's what I think has been part of the cause of him losing some of his heat because mm. he's mm. beating guys he should beat. So then yeah. yeah. Jericho's only had the one match. He's going to be the one hot favorite because he's there's anticipation for seeing him again. Whereas and like Hangman I said, if you have Hangman guy. beat him, that hurts both guys. Yeah, because it's and it's kind of harsh, but it's like it hurts the company because you've just had a guy who took twenty minutes to beat Kip Sabian, who yeah. you haven't given any like promo time to or anything. He's just a guy, and you've just like granted he's one. Like I get what they're trying to do, and that's that's what I'm trying to get at. I get what you're trying to do, and I see it, and I'm very happy that you're trying to to show that you can do logical booking. I like that, but the point. I'm like I said, the concerning part around that is granted they were in a booking hole because of the puck stuff. Like obviously yeah. Hangman, yeah. you know, like I don't know what the plan was because I'm guessing Hangman wasn't beaten pack. Like I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking that was that the actual the the first title match was probably going to be Puck and and Jericho probably or Kenny or maybe Puck and Kenny. Yeah. Um, um, isn't there rumors that I saw something on the internet about maybe Puck is coming to AEW? Well, well they they, they, yeah. they talk about that uh, the Bucks on um, Vlad Vlad show where they were saying he's definitely coming. It's just he's they're working out the kinks or the cons. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, they Chris also Van said. Chris Vlad Vlad. I still call him Fred Vlad Vlad. <laughs> yeah, well, isn't the wasn't the also the interview where the Bucks said that uh, New Japan hate them? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's the one. Yes, yeah, yeah. they're always going to say that though. It yeah. it is interesting. I didn't even think about it. Imagine if, like last night, there was say Kip Sabian and Seema took each other on, and Kenny and Hangman took each other on. Like that would have elevated. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. If wins and losses mean something, but that would have at least elevated Hangman to a, 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 a more of a main event level. Yeah, but then you would have to beat Kenny. Yeah, well, that would have been two threat losses for Kenny, and the whole the whole story. Like that's you know what I'm saying. Like. Welcome to the world of every win, every loss matters. Yeah. Uh, if you if it's just wins and losses, it's not. It needs to be no, no. Who did you beat? Who did you lose to? Maybe the Fed's right. No, no. I <laughs> no. What I'm trying to get at is there's fans have to. I think fans have to lower temper their expectations that this is going to be this immediate perfect example of pro wrestling booking and like 
the perfect everything's going to make sense. It's not because that you, those expectations are un they're just unrealistic. Mm. But it's good to see that their heart is in the right place, that their intent and where they want to go. It's clear of these things, and the, all of the stuff they have done have made logical sense. The only issue is they haven't done a great job of communicating that to the audience, other than telling them, "Isn't this also logical?" And that's a that is they probably need to take a step back and just build that story rather than tell us, "Look at how clear our booking is." Because I'm, then you're going to be able to read it like a book. I'm going to wait till TV comes. Yeah, I well, am wait, too. I'm going to wait till TV comes, and then <laughs> then I'm going to destroy them on Twitter. Yeah, no, I I'm not, I I think the trouble be more is, like New Japan. I no, the I Fed was think, right. I think there's a discussion that just I like the discussion around the the bigger picture of why do wins and losses matter, and what does that even mean? Because people keep saying it, but what does it what does it mean? And that was what the idea. Of, what does it actually mean? Like. Because and that's why talking about it, and I think we've figured it out. Like talking about it is just booking that makes sense that you can you can understand why things happen. That's like why something happens, and it's, you just know it. You don't have to ask questions. Oh, that makes sense. You know, it's annoying because yeah. we should have we should have won some awards by now. Because I reckon every show's a winner. <laughs> yeah, I think we've taken some losses. <laughs> definitely some no, non competes. We definitely we we fucking Brock Lesnar it. <laughs> we no showed this year. Yeah, we, yeah. We just we took the title and went home. Yep. They were indie shows. We won indie shows. Yeah. No one was there. Yeah. And then no one else saw them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're on fucking flow slam. Yeah. No one saw us, but we were there. 